Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. A reaction is that (laughs) (laughs) it'll 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 punish it'll it'll punish your cream. Nerd on. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the podcast. You didn't need, but you did deserve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're starting strong. Welcome to the Nerd on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Duel. Expanded at Arcafide Indianix. Yeah, no, no. Y'all move. Oh, what's up? Welcome to Nerd on the podcast. You didn't need, but deserve. Where all levels of nerd are welcome. Today, we are not bound by our fate. And evolve. Today we talk about the final installment to the Fox X-Men series with Dark Phoenix. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> no. No, that's not it. All right. So let's get into it. X-Men. Oh boy. Uh my name's Tom. I'm Corey. Go on. I'm Caitlin. Ali. And I'm Josh. You're all And I thought we were going counterclockwise. <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you in part by our patrons over at Patreon. Yay. If you are new to Patreon. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> You're just... Anyway, if you are new to Patreon, Patreon is essentially a membership service in which you can support your favorite creators, say, like us, Nerd oh. On. For as little as a dollar, five dollars, you can get... A whole bunch of really cool neato stuff like bonus episodes, uh, Discord server, discounts on merch, all sorts of cool stuff. But check it out, nerdon.io backslash Patreon. Great job. Good yeah. job, Josh. And I, I do want to apologize, everybody at home, if you cannot notice, I am a little sick. Getting little over a little something. Either. Little, oh, yeah. Getting a little on over something. I know he always looks like that for everyone that's watching. Yeah. But wow. I always <laughs> look Now terrible. there's an excuse. So that brings us to our first segment. Uh, since this is the final film, <laughs> it is a film and it's a done film. Yeah. Uh, we are going to rate at the end and that allows us to guess that grump. She's going to go she got in space. Uh, no, I, that was perfect. like, huh? if I could stand right now, I totally would like give you a standing uh, O. So everyone Thank at you. home who's new to the show, this is your first time listening to it, Guess That Grump is a segment of our show that at the end of the episode, we're going to rate it at a one out of five. If you're Ollie, you're going to rate it zero out of five because he puts a short film in there. And uh, the lowest uh, number in the group That joke will needs be, to die. <laughs> Just My a terrible God. Fine, we'll put Grease in it because Josh will rate it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. if you're the lowest in the zero. group. If you're the lowest in the group, you're the Grump of the Week. We encourage everyone at home to play along, sending us your numbers and who you thought would have been the Grump of the Week. Since I was explained, I'll guess that it's going uh, to be... It was so quick. This isn't the end of a drug commercial. Yeah. No, maybe I'm just really fucking good at saying it. <laughs> that really, sounded really, really, like the end of a drug commercial. It really did. I almost uh, couldn't even comprehend what was coming out of your mouth. I'm really like, good I, at saying so, it. Uh, and Ollie's my my chosen. Next, oh, time, o- Ollie. next time, Ollie explains guess that Grump and let's see how fast he can do it. All right, let's do it. Uh, you rate things, tell me, go. I'll guess Ollie. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Ollie. God damn it! I'm I'm also gonna guess Ollie. So that's so. Who do you guess, Ollie? <laughs> I think we could end the episode, guys. Here, <laughs> it it really isn't. It is, and you but built you were it that so way. Vocal about how you felt. Ooh, this before no it even came out. I was vocal about the franchise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I haven't said anything about mm-hmm. this one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's four Ollie. Ollie, who do you guess? 
Just guess the person who's gonna be above you, like right Corey. above you. Sure. Good Corey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You I guess. The, you, got the, wow. you got the people's vote. Corey, the popular Corey. vote. There we go. So that's that. So now that brings us to our. Let us know if you. Who I you hope that you're not. <laughs> Just, That'd be amazing. <laughs> I think it would be funny if it was like Caitlyn. <laughs> I'm not saying that no. it will be. I'm That'd just quite I think it would be hilarious. Uh, I'm not saying that it won't be. So that brings us to our next segment, which is uh, our initial reactions and our first impressions <laughs> if you're across the pond. Uh, so I'll go, I'll go first. Oh, Ali go last. Let Ali go last. Because that's we the big build up. No, because it's a big build up, right? Okay. You got four votes against you. I feel like you should go okay, last fair. to be like that, big yeah, reveal. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Uh, initial no, reaction. Nothing against you. Uh, initial reaction. No, no, no. Not favorite part. Not qualms. So my initial reaction was I did have low expectations going in. Being someone who lived through the first time they did the Dark Phoenix mm-hmm. story, uh, quote unquote, with Last Stand, knowing that they had hired the same guy who wrote that, I was kind of like, I don't know how to feel about this. I also haven't spent enough time with these characters yet to be going on this kind of journey with them. Uh, but I actually uh, left pleasantly su- surprised. I had recently watched Apocalypse, which I fell asleep in twice. <laughs> took me a third time to finally view it. We got a text. Uh, I finally and I thought it was going to be about on par with that, but it was it was better than Apocalypse, uh, for me at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I enjoyed how they wrote some of the characters. I felt like they fleshed them out a little more. Apocalypse, everyone felt very middle of the road, but this time the characters had their strong opinions and, and how they were written and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I left pleasantly surprised. Caitlin. Um, I, I like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't dislike the movie. Oh, a new but, shirt. <laughs> but I wasn't. I definitely was very aware of the fact that I was watching a superhero movie. Like... Mm. It, it, Which, well, to be fair, in a superhero movie, might not be a bad thing because it's what you went to see. True. Yeah, that that's why I'm like, I, like I didn't. I felt like I was watching a John Wick film. Well, it was John Wick three. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a balance I, I mean, to that. It, it, it was, it was what it should have been, for what it was, but it could have been better. Is the vaguest sure. wow. straight answer I can give. Okay, Josh. Yeah. You're straighten your mic. Thanks, buddy. Um, this movie has a lot of clouds around it leading up to it. Um, I didn't. I tried to go into it with no expectations. Um, I've heard the the people say that a, the last stand was kind of a dark phoenix thing. It was. It, it, it was. Yeah. It I really did not. What's funny is I didn't see that at all. Um, I saw the movie, but I didn't see that. Um, I kept thinking of what was it X two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. Well, she that set it up. That set that up one. Dark Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Because um, she dies and comes back. And then at the end, they have, for at oh, the end no, of X2, there's mind. a big Phoenix Never mind. shadow. Never mind. Because at the very no, end, she dies. I'm confusing titles and crazy shit. Yeah. Um, these X Men movies, I like them. They're they're enjoyable. These these kind of are they a reboot? Would it be a reboot? This is no, because it's sometimes not. they it's just a continuation. A continuation and it's a timeline fix. I really like them in a sense that they entertain me. But there are some things about them that I saw in this one too that I was like, okay, yeah. they're entertaining. Yeah, Tom, um, I was entertained. So for me, and Corey and I have talked extensively about this. All the X Men films have been very tumultuous with me. Like I just don't trust them, and I, yeah. I just have really weird feelings about all of them. X one, two, three, four, five. Logan, Logan, all not Logan. Logan, <laughs> Logan's like, in another space. Let me let me throw Logan, this in real quick. Logan's not a superhero movie. Logan's a western film. Yeah, yeah. it's a western. It's, not it's a western noir, if anything. Absolutely. Um, so it's almost just not a fucking superhero movie. Um, right. anyways, can I ask? Is it because of comic books? No, 
Because in every scene that there's an X-Men character, if there's four characters, two of them are talking. Okay. And that irritates the shit out of me. And it's not, to me, it's not good writing. There's so your first writing. impression. <laughs> um, so with this one here, uh, specifically, I was just like, you know what? If I think it's going to be the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life and I walk in, I guarantee I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. And yeah. I was left pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I was um, I was more entertained by this than Aladdin. So, uh, Well, yeah. I was going to say, I was pleasantly surprised as well. Yeah. I, is it yeah. my initial reaction? Okay. <laughs> I just He's didn't say it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My lips are sealed. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I would say like this. I think Simon Kinberg directed better X-Men movies than Brian Singer has. Nice. Because he's only done one. And this is his first directorial debut. Mm -hmm. So I agree right. with that. I agree. Oh, oh, a little a little tidbit to add on. Um, because my roommates is heard this my <laughs> <laughs> the suspense right. is killing me now. It's I know, I know. Now. I'm I'm adding to the buildup. The moment I got home and told my roommates that I had seen Dark Phoenix, they were like, oh, what did you think? And I was like, the swirly light powers were really pretty. Mm -hmm. That's all that I said about it. The and then I changed powers. the conversation. There you go. So there's that. Well, it's first impressions. Yep. Solly. Uh, I went in um, for some context. I loved the first two uh, a lot. Same. Um, the third one, very disappointed with. That was terrible. Uh, first class was okay. And from there, I think it went downhill. I really didn't like Apocalypse. Um, Were you excluding the the Wolverine? Yes, like, Logan, Logan. Logan stands stands alone. The Wolverine movies are okay, I guess. The second one, um, yeah. The first one's a cartoon. Uh, <laughs> in the bat, in the negative senses of that word. Uh, so for this one, I went in. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go in. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna prejudge it. It's the same thing I've done for like every movie that we've seen this year for. For, for the summer anyways and I'm like you know what I'm gonna go in with no expectations I like these actors I like X-Men let's just see it roll out and for the beginning I was for like the very beginning I was actually like pleasantly surprised at the beginning and I liked mm -hmm. what they were doing with some of the characters going and we'll talk about that more and, um, and then pretty much right you know right when the titular event occurs is pretty much where I uh, from there, it kind of started falling apart piece by piece, and especially in the final act, I just I was kind of checked out at that point. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I, I can't invest in, in myself into what's happening on screen. I, I am I, unable. I, I to feel can. like this this path has been flawed, and I can't. I, I'm not where these characters are uh, emotionally, yeah. and it just didn't work for me. Okay, there we go. Cool. Um. So with that, brings us to uh, some production, then brief. Uh, so, so some brief synopsis first. Sure, I can do. That. I was like, whatever order you want to do it. In no, time, it's always brief synopsis and production. Go I ahead. know that, but you you were so sure, I believed you. I was no, like, all right, production first. I like this. When you jumped the gun, I was like, wait, what the fuck? And now I've jumped the gun. Uh, so let's put it this way: uh, the world had almost ended with apocalypse. So mm -hmm. here we are with the X Men team. They've apparently been doing some missions. Now they're going to do this space mission to rescue some astronauts up there. The year is 1970. 1992. No, it's not 92, is mm -hmm. it? It's 1992. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, so they go up in space. When they yeah, yeah, yeah. Lit flashback. Yeah, yeah, the flashback. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just start from they go into space. Uh, they rescue a bunch of astronauts and they're like, but the last guy's on there. So uh, Gene was like, well, I'll go with Nightcrawler and I'll hold the ship together and we'll get him. So they end up getting the guy, but Gene gets hit with this uh, astral, like, cosmic color, force. cosmic force. Super pretty. And almost dies. Uh, and then Nightcrawler brings her back on onto the ship and she's kind of all right. They get back down, check everything. Everything looks good. But then she starts having these nightmares and starts remembering things and... Uh, they're at a party and she causes like everyone to get knocked out. 
Um, and then at one point, she, uh, Professor X uses Cerebro to try to help her and unlocks all the memories he had hidden. Um, so she goes to find her dad that she now remembers. They show up to try to stop her because he didn't want her after the accident. Uh, Jean Grey had killed her mom in a car accident accidentally with her powers. Uh, they show up. Raven or Mystique tries to talk to her, gets killed. And then uh, Jean runs away. Beast goes crazy. Uh, everyone starts blaming Professor X for literally every problem that they've mm. ever had. Everything. Uh, and uh, Jean goes to find Magneto in this haven that he's created after killing uh, Raven, Mystique. Uh, the government shows up to find Jean because she basically blew up a city block and attacked police officers. Um, and they uh, have this battle. Jean Grey and Magneto have this battle on who controls a helicopter. Magneto wins in a really badass moment. Uh, and then Jean flies away. Beast comes to tell Magneto, hey, Jean Grey didn't tell you who she killed, did she? Guess what? It was Raven, uh, the girl you may have been in love with. Perfection. Yeah. Uh, so then <laughs> yep. Magneto goes on this craze. Anyway, it all ends up on this train uh, because these aliens... The Dabari. Uh, yeah, are here to take the power back from uh, from Jean. Uh, at one point, Magneto and Professor X both try to like save her and kill her simultaneously, and they kind of save her, but then she gets captured. So they all end up on this train captured, and they're like, yeah, we should work together. These guys really suck because if they get the power... They're going to wipe out Total the universe. It won't domination. just be one person. Mm. So a big fight ensues. Uh, and then Jean Grey sacrifices herself to save everybody. And then the uh, school is changed from Xavier's school from the gifted to Jean Grey's and school. And then Alfred gifted. meets James McAvoy for a Bernie Franker at Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> and yeah, Is that the same one from... Uh, uh, it looked like the same exact cafe from Inception. Probably. It's it, probably a black back lot. Shot, yeah. uh, anyway, they meet and play chess. Yeah, Which is dope. That's it. And uh-huh. there's a big burb in the sky. Yeah. Or bird. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I say it Little all the Phoenix. time and I'm used to putting a D on the end. All right. So let's So that was that. That was good. That was like uh was nice. that was like one was second. Like two, two minutes. Yeah, um so, so close. Let's go into frame. Uh, production, then a little lore and brief history. Can I just real quick yes, do you remember our first brief synopsis? Yes. Thirty minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I no. That. I just remember it hush. It was hush. It was hush. <laughs> yeah. It was forty just, minutes. It was a really long Because we went beat for beat. Yeah. Line for line. That's when we adopted the word. Brief. Yeah. Wow. Because you should be synopsis. So, uh, distributed by 20th Century Fox for the last time. Uh, director Simon Kinberg, and this is his first time directing, so there's no other credits. Uh, producer Simon Kinberg, who produced Jumper, X-Men First Class, Days of Future Past, Chappie, Elysium, Fantastic Four, the one with Miles Teller and uh, Kamara, uh, The Martian, Apocalypse, Logan, Deadpool, Star Wars Rebels, The Gifted, Twilight oh. Zone, Legion, Upcoming X-Force, and Deadpool 3. So... To that name, a lot of X Men things, but also not great things, but also a lot of fucking fantastic things. Yeah. Um, Hutch Parker, same project as Kinberg. Uh, Lauren Schuler Donner, which should have an asterisk in this because she mm. had stopped producing all the X Men movies after Last Stand. Really? Oh, yeah, interesting. Or after, sorry, after uh, Days of Future Past. Um, so uh, she before this, she did Lady Hawk, Mr. Mom, Free Willy, You've Lady Got Mail, Hawk. Any Given Sunday, Free Willy. So you know some. Old school Hollywood really, and that yeah. stuff. Uh, screenplay, Simon Kinberg, who wrote Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Triple uh, X, State of the Union, Sherlock Holmes, and uh, X- X-Men Last Stand, Days of Future Past, and Apocalypse. Uh, characters based on X-Men by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Uh, cast is James McAvoy, who did Split, Atonement, Filth, X-Men, and going to be in the It co- uh, Chapter 2 upcoming film. And my, my British television series, Shameless. Yes. Um, Michael Fassbender, who is Steve Jobs, who kind of been nominated for that. Uh, Prometheus, Assassin's Creed, and Shame where he shows this long schlong. Uh, Jeffrey Lawrence, who is Academy Award winning, uh, Hunger Games franchise over Lions Playbook, Passengers and Mother, recently for Darren Aronofsky. Uh, Nicholas Holt, who was 
you know, runner up for Batman, but was in uh, Warm Bodies, Mad Max, uh, About a Boy, and Tolkien. Uh, we have Sophie Turner, who's Sansa from Game of Thrones, Lady of Winterfell, you better recognize. Um, Evan Peters, Phil of the Future, American Horror Story, Lazarus Effect, and Never Back Down. Uh, Cody Sm- Smith McPhee, I, this wasn't actually in the Wikipedia, but I knew Corey would get mad if I didn't put him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's in Let Me In, Paranorman and the Road, who per- portrayed Nightcrawler. Yep. Uh, Ty Sheridan from Ready Player One, Mud, Joe, Tree of Life. Alexandra Ship, who played uh, the new Aurora, uh, Storm, Love Simon, Straight Out of Compton, and was Aaliyah in Aaliyah, the Princess of R&B TV movie. Uh, oh. Jessica Chastain, who's Ollie's uh, fictional person that he wants to date mm-hmm. with. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty, uh, Interstellar, no. Upcoming It, Chapter Two, oh, and oh. Molly's Game. Runtime is 114 minutes, released June 7th, 2019. Budget $200 million and is going to have a $49 million opening weekend. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So a fifth, a fourth, a fourth, fourth. of uh, the, the, the budget. Yep. So we'll see what happens worldwide. Uh, the Rotten Tomato score is at 22% critics and a 65% audience score. Hmm. So there we go. Uh, yeah, that brings uh, us to our next segment. Uh, a little bit of brief lore. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Quick, uh, quick thing before you brief lore. Uh, for those who might be watching and listening, uh, New Mutants. We keep saying that this is the last. This is the last. This is the last. Well, this has, is the last of the X Men series of this series. New yeah. Mutants is so like, like it's completely standalone. Story. Like Logan, uh, like Deadpool yeah. will continue. Just to be clear, like there is another 20th Century Fox. Excellent movie out there and yet to be released. For everyone at home, it's also, not part of this timeline. who, who looked it up, uh, Gambit is technically an abandoned project now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like well, everyone go. that's produced it, that was kind of, it's called an abandoned project. And New Mutants doesn't have a release date. No. It was supposed to come out this year. It was pushed, yeah. It's still in quote unquote post production. Um, but yeah, so brief, a brief lore a little bit. The Phoenix is a really popular character in the Marvel cinema, in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Uh, for anyone that is wondering what is the Phoenix, uh, it's a cosmic entity, but it goes beyond that. It's in the omniverse. And so there's a multiverse, right? And then there's uh, different dimensions and stuff like that. But the omniverse is Marvel's way of explaining that outside of the multiverse, there is the Disneyverse. There is the Breaking Bad universe. There's the Walking Dead universe. There's the Witcher. DC is all in the omniverse. And the Phoenix is in the omniverse. Mm-hmm. And so there's only one Phoenix at, every, at, at one time. And the phoenix is the embodiment of life and death because it, it's a phoenix. It dies and comes back mm-hmm. to life. And so the only way to kill the phoenix is to kill all life ever. Oh. And so it's impossible to kill the phoenix. But wow. um, in most recent uh, X-Men stories, it's only found a, a way in the you know main Marvel continuity in psychics. Really. It really goes to people who are psychics. There was one event, Avengers versus uh, X-Men. Where uh, it went into Namor Submariner, uh, Cyclops, and then he became hungry with power because uh, after the House of M event, um, where 98% of all mutants were eradicated, like lost their powers, uh, they were worried that no more new mutants would be born. Mm. Um, and then Cyclops became pretty much Magneto. And he was like, we need to make sure that uh, uh, mutants come back. And so when he had the power of the Phoenix, he waged war against Steve Rogers and the rest of the Avengers. It's really, really cool, which I'm looking forward to in the MCU. Um, but cinematically speaking, um, we've seen this in the animated series. We've seen it in X-Men and uh, Logan and the X-Men. We've seen this in X-Men Evolution. All the video games always have like a thing with the Phoenix. The Phoenix is just a popular character to use. I think the tough thing that happened with this is that with Chris Claremont's writing, when he introduced the Phoenix, Jean Grey as a character um, is supposed to be like a really useless, weak character. And we're supposed to develop with this character. Cyclops is in love with her. Wolverine's in love with her. 
And when we get to the point where she becomes the Phoenix, it's not like Daddy Xavier. It's more like the Phoenix is trying to now understand human interaction. And all that human interaction is overwhelming. And that's when she becomes the Dark Phoenix. Because too much. she is the embodiment of life and passion and hate and anger all at the same time. And getting these human emotions for the first time becomes the Dark Phoenix. Mm. So um, many emotions. Uh, it does kind of play out like the movie, where it goes visits the dad and all that stuff, and has a you know really sad end where Wolverine is asked to kill uh, the Dark Phoenix, yeah. but it's actually Cyclops. But instead, she just kills herself, anyways. Um, there are aliens that get involved, which is really nice to see in the movie. But um, yeah, for everyone at home, I would definitely just start with the Chris Claremont Phoenix story. But you'd actually probably maybe we'll do that on here. Maybe. Um, I would definitely start a little earlier yeah. with that because you need to understand a little bit more about what like Kitty Pride because Kitty Pride comes a big part of the X Men story and franchise, um, and figuring out like yeah. how Claremont's run. Just probably X Men One with Chris Claremont to start it off would be good. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Favorite parts. Favorite parts. I did a lot of talking. So Nightcrawler, anything. I mean, especially the fight on the train where he gets pissed that that mm. you know yeah. soldier dies. And he's like, all right, here we fucking go. And just starts teleporting and like stab, break, breaking people's necks with his tail and stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. he That's the badass moment I've been waiting. Nightcrawler is my favorite X-Men of yeah. all time and forever will be. Uh, the one thing Apocalypse got right is I thought they wrote Nightcrawler really well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they, again, wrote him really well in this and gave him, you know, now he doesn't have that flock of seagulls haircut, which I thought was that the was weirdest choice. Wild, yeah. Uh, but uh, he didn't know. I mean, now he's got style. Yeah, he well, he wouldn't have had that was in style then, but it, he would anyway. Whole thing, he was in the circus. How would he have a flock of seagulls haircut? Anyway, uh, so they wrote him really well in this. So to see him have his, have his his screen time and his moment um, that I haven't seen something this cool as the begin since the beginning of X two with mm -hmm. his assassination yeah. of the president kind of thing. Talk um, to the actor was, Alan Cumming. Yeah, Alan Cumming. This was really satisfying as a Nightcrawler fan mm -hmm. uh, to watch. Every every scene he was in, the, the opening scene when they're rescuing the astronauts was really satisfying. That was awesome, yeah. Uh, that moment where you actually get to see him go through his portal and through his, like, dimension uh, into the ship again was, like, I got chills watching that. I was mm -hmm. like, I've wanted to see this since I was a kid. Um, so that was, that was really, really nice. Um, my other one is... To a, a Magneto squishing the train car, mm. and then like just his the the thing I like about this is that like they made him into this because he got so much more powerful in the last film. Apocalypse gave him power. Yeah. Uh, so to see him just kind of like flick of his wrist, kind of do stuff, was satisfying. Satisfying for me as someone who's also a fan of Magneto, just see him at that point of just being like, close your hand, and the whole thing crushes, and then just flick it away, and it's gone. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, uh, keeping up with Gene. Yeah. Well, scene. like that. So him doing that so effortlessly really gives weight to the scene where he's fighting for the helicopter, where he's yeah. like using everything, everything he has. Um, so to see him have that kind of power effortlessly, it, like go back and, and anyway, that yeah. those two moments for me were were my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll speak uh, with the you speak the, now, the, the camp that Magneto has the Haven. The so Haven. I think that's Genosha. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because so Genosha but, is exactly what that is. It's a safe haven for mutants that don't want to go to the there's many different factions at like Charlie Xavier's school. Yeah. But he has one where it's like we're a free people. Oh nice. So like seeing that, I was like, wow, I didn't know my pants turned wet. In the comics, Genosha is like one of the biggest turning points uh in the storyline for towards the extinction of mm. oh. mutants. Well, it's tr it's trippy. Anyway. Um really 
Actually, what I'll say is anything with Michael Fassbender. I yeah, Amen, brother. My Michael Fassbender in anything that he does. Really, I just when I see his name that he's involved, I'm like, okay, I'm interested. Yeah. I need to I need to see this. Like the now the recent the recent <laughs> Alien movies, um, David. Uh, yeah. Prometheus and uh, Covenant. I he's just incredible to watch, and so with this. When he's on screen, I do forget that I'm watching a superhero movie. Yeah. I know that it's a superhero movie, but but you're also watching, watching a performance. You're watching yeah. a performance of that somebody who is yeah that he is so up. invested in McAvoy's what he's doing. that for me. As McAvoy well. is yeah, yes same. as well. Absolutely, um, the two of them are just like yeah. Anytime house. they're on screen, I'm just like, am yeah. I? Is this real life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anytime that he's, especially the moment when he is told that Raven is oh, is yeah. killed, and the the look that this is. This is okay. This is my, this is my test. Yeah. For if you can tell if an actor is good, it's not when they're saying things. It's when they're not saying things when they're reacting. Mm -hmm. When you see a transition in their face, um, yeah. another person that does it that, that I realized this when I was watching the recent Chernobyl series um, on HBO. Sure. So good, it'll freak your milk out. It is insane. Um, my anyway, a reaction. A what reaction saying is that <laughs> <laughs> it'll 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 punish freak. your it'll, it'll punish your it'll, cream. <laughs> <laughs> I want my milk. It'll I, break your milk out. Anyway, want, okay. Essentially, it's just, it's their it's I call it the transition. It's when they're going from one emotion to the next emotion. Yeah. You mean feeling things? Yeah, they're feeling <laughs> things, but you're seeing the calculation. You're seeing it change in their brain, and when he was told that Raven died. It was like, you could just see that he was just like, kind of like, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? What the fuck? What? Like, he all of a sudden became incredibly angry. Yeah. And it was very cool to see the transition. And he is just anything with him on it. Yeah. I'm it's like... that lead up, because he like, he almost like knows mm -hmm. already the news. And then he's like, what are you, what aren't you telling me? Yeah. And that's like, you know, he knows. Whose blood is that? Yeah. Yeah, whose blood? Uh, that was great. well. I mean, in his mind, it could be anybody, and it's not that Magneto doesn't care. He does care. Mm -hmm. There's just there's certain things that he's fighting for that maybe not everybody else is. He's willing. Doesn't to mean kill. that he doesn't care about um, any of the people that are X Men. No, well, he, was he wants to know like whose blood is it's that? originally uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. That oh, inspired nice. those two characters. Oh wow, I feel like this uh, is I insane. did not know that. Yeah, I thought so, but it, that that's exactly that's who they're based off of. So cool. that you have the the uh, you know peaceful uh, protests yeah. show show them how good we are. Let's be better than them. And yeah. who do they fight for? Yeah. Marginalized communities. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then uh, Magneto's the opposite. They say we need to take an active approach. Yeah. So so anyway, that's that's mm -hmm, my mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. that's my favorite parts. Tom Ali, uh, Michael Fassbender. I really liked. Um, I I also agree with uh, Fassbender and McAvoy. I thought they were the highlights for sure. Um, my one of my favorite parts was like the beginning Raven talking to Gene. I really liked, and that's where I first started to really like Raven because I'm so weird. I don't think I've Raven. said it on this. Well, I don't think I've said it on this show because we haven't reviewed a X-Men movie, I don't think. Uh, but I really don't like Jennifer Lawrence's mystique. I thought she was miscast from the beginning. Mm. I just never thought she fit the role. Yeah. But in this movie, I was actually starting to really like her character because it reminded me, spoilers for Endgame, not really. It reminded me of Scarlett Johansson's character and how she was dealing with stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I this that. is cool. I see, I see like where this might head 
in the, in the direction of like, you're taking this really active, strong approach. You're, you're going to be the next leader. Like I saw, I was like, this could be cool. And then they kill her. Um, you didn't see that? Spoilers. I didn't see it coming up. I saw that miles. Like, okay. So when Good first, for you, Tom. When first class I don't came see out, things. When first like class that. came out, I was like, cool, Jennifer Lawrence. She didn't get her Academy Award yet. And then when she got it, I was like, it's going to be a matter of time before well, X-Men came Here's the thing. It. She said that she loves making these movies. It's literally just the makeup that she hates. Oh. It has I, to be I an eight-hour well, application. I didn't think that would necessarily mean her being killed off, but since it was the last one, I, I was just, like, you're just doing the last one to get it over with. and then I just kind of felt like I was like, there's only a matter of time. She has to get killed off soon. Oh, well, no, I, it wasn't like expecting another movie after it with her as a leader. I was just saying, like, I like where you're going with this story. I like uh -huh. the story you're telling me right now in this movie. Um, so I really like that scene between them two at the beginning. Um, yeah, so that was my that was the part I enjoyed. Um, for me, I, I to to kind of mirror off of Josh. So any part with Fastbender, I really liked. All his fights were great. The thing about Ian McKellen versus Fastbender as Magneto, I think from my experience of X Men, they play two sides of the same character. Mm -hmm. Like it's very different, but they're both different. Like Ian McKellen has a grandiose feel of the mystique of mystique of Magneto, <laughs> but Michael Fassbender like. Im like kind of immortalized the revenge aspect and mm -hmm. almost of the we are superior but Ian McKellen also had the superior sense by X2 yeah. and X3 um, it's just like it's just different yeah. and I'm I can't wait to see what's going to happen next with it because I want a little bit more of like a fusion between the two for my next uh, Magneto but what I wanted to mirror of yeah. was all the fight scenes that uh, uh, Xavier was in. <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> I know right? Yeah. The one that he wasn't in. Uh, was all the fight scenes that uh, Xavier was in because I really like the part on the street where he had to kind of multitask between everybody. That was cool. I yeah. really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Because also with this one thing that I liked this compared to all the other X-Men movies, even though Last Stand was supposed to be like the big, we're working together as a team. This was like, to me, the best team fight mm -hmm. out of all of them. And I was like, this is really cool because they're all trading fighting partners. They're all fighting their own way. The... String stuff may look a little dumb, but I just liked how Xavier got in there. He was on the front lines, and he was like, I String have to stuff? make sure. Huh? String. Like Nicholas Holt on the oh. fucking thing as a beast. It looked a little bad. Um, but I liked the the multitasking look and feel. Like, I got to make sure that this person doesn't die from here. I got to make sure that doesn't happen there. Like, push me over here so I can go, you know, put my yeah. hand here. I was like, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I liked... It was a very interesting take to go with Xavier being this like prideful dude, which is like, I feel like his pride is more duplicitous in the way and not so overbearing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, cool. We're going to put it on the fucking table. And to me, I liked it only because it gave him room to do something. Not because I liked the way it was executed, but I was like, you got to give him something instead of just being like, I understand. And you could say, sorry, and I'll, t I'll forgive you for it. So he's not like a, like a, He's not stagnant. Omnipresent. Yeah, I like. mean, he doesn't have a flat character arc. He'll have a positive character arc. I agree with that. It, so. I didn't like how it was executed either. Didn't yeah. feel good. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it didn't feel like it. Yeah, it fell out of place. I do like how there was a little bit more of this kind of finality-ish coming back to first class because I think, you know, obviously the writers know like this is going to be the last one that we're going to be doing of this. Um, so, I mean, I did like those poignant pieces. Caitlin? I liked small moments. Uh, because that's apparently my thing. I like the mole on the back of the neck. Yeah, yeah. I like the uh, party scene at uh, the school with all the students, just like being a pop star with a bunch of floaty lights around and putting, mm -hmm. you know, ice in the glass and whatever. Just like 
It's all the things, it, it just reminds me of like anime AUs where you oh want your God. characters to interact in like a normal setting. And yeah. that whole yeah, scene but, was nothing but that. Yeah, that was just like, what uh, would happen if they were at a party and they got to hang out together in the woods and it was fun. It was a uh, House and Sage who played uh, the Dazzler girl. I mean, it was their oh. version of uh, the party scene. And I had, I think, there, there, I had an issue with that scene. Well, so that actually happens in the comic books. What? Does they go really? to a bar and then there's Dazzler. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying huh. this and movie, it was this movie. Is she supposed to have like a speaker voice? Because uh, the mixing was really odd on her on her singing. Uh, I don't know about that. I was like, are you singing or am I, is there like a boombox off screen and you're like, because it sounded like it was a professional sound system. I mean, I mean part of her thing I don't know is if you've singing. ever sang professionally in your life, but you know, but there's no singing. equipment around. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but no, that's, go on, Corey. I was just saying that her power is. Yeah, essentially that. Yeah, in the comic books, they didn't know that she was a mutant, right? Until so, it's kind of like a here's a nod to the comic book, but also we're doing it in our own way. Mm -hmm. But I'm also kind of like, how are they drinking? How are they drinking? Yeah, no rules with their mouths. Well, it's like Like, you're in the school, Xavier. What the fuck are you doing? They're all underage. Not physically. How are they drinking? (laughs) What are they drinking? Like how are you drinking? Like how are you drinking? Whenever I see a TV show and it's like high school kids and they're at a party, I'm like, how are you guys drinking? I want to know because it was fucking hard for me to get alcohol when I was underage. Have you seen Ma? I don't. I don't. I don't. uh, I I bet he knew, and he was just like, you know what? They almost all died. Let him have it. Just this once. And also, whippy stabby dread man. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. forgot his name and we he disappeared so quickly. Whippy Stabbing Man. Yeah, until he got tossed off the train with like oh, yeah. six other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. That was dumb. I hated that. By oh well that's qualm. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I did like him until he disappeared. Yeah. Whippy Stabby Dreadman. Whippy Stabby Dreadman. <laughs> um, have no fear, uh, Whippy Stabby Dreadman is, is here. here. So favorite uh, characters, or we have more favorite parts? Well, no, I was just I was just gonna say that uh, I I really dug I actually really dug the last the last uh, watching Scott Summers be able to use his power so often because we didn't get it every it was yeah. always like one or two moments through the movies these pew, big pew. moments mm-hmm. so it was nice to see him using it in the way and like having to actually you know, press fight. the visor using and it like, and not just in destructive ways but in creative ways too. Oh, we yeah. shot There's it as in the cannon. Yeah, dude, yeah, like that, that was, was so cool. Being able to see the kind of things that they've prepped for as a team since the last film. Yeah. To to be able to do these kind of things. Uh and I also really liked uh like shout out to James McAvoy for doing this. Like Xavier walking up the stairs, like making him walk up the stairs was a really tense moment for me. Like mm-hmm. I I didn't think I was going to feel this kind of tension in this movie. But yeah. like him going, "You know I can't do that." And she's like, "Get up." And he's like, "Whoo." And, and but it's it's also like a pride moment too, where he's like, "Don't make me do that." This is yeah, because it's so well, because yeah. it was a big it's deal. It's really heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love that fact in Days of Future Past, yeah. where he was he was willing to put away with his powers, so he injected himself with like a steroid that allowed him to walk. Yeah, and then it was a really big deal for him to yeah. like start not doing that and like to put that away. It's like become who you are, not who you were. Yeah, yeah. So and so to put him in this moment, it's like it's kind of like okay, this sounds terrible, <laughs> but if you're if someone's an addict and they've been off it for so long, if you put it in front of them, it's like, dude, that's yeah. really messed up. So, and so like his walking, mm-hmm. like that's, that. That scene was really, yeah, um, it was yeah. really. Uh, anyway, yeah, I just want to say I, li- I liked that. Scene. Um, it was a good bit of tension to add to that. I I like that each X Men, like to your point, felt like an X Men character. Yeah, and not like a, a side character. I wanted to talk on that yeah. for just a moment before we move to Qualms because mm-hmm. that was my my big. I texted Tom the other day when I watched Apocalypse and I was like. 
here's my thing. I X-Men is my, is my favorite Marvel IP. Uh, and the powers are really cool and they will get you excited about it, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't like Nightcrawler just because he can teleport. Like, that's not... Right. You know, I don't... It's because he's blue. You don't like... I'm I mean, Wolverine kidding. having claws is cool, but it's his characteristics and like, yeah. they all have very firm... Uh, ideals and beliefs and the way they act. Yeah, personalities. And the way Apocalypse was written was very, everyone was very generic. There was times where I couldn't tell the difference in personality between like Magneto and Charles Xavier, which isn't a good thing because Mm -hmm. they should always be that like, yes, they have, they agree on things, but they're very different people. Yeah. Uh, And and for me, seeing this, especially after just watching Apocalypse the day before, was really refreshing to be like, okay, well, Scott Summers believes these kind of things, and Aurora believes these kind of things, and Nightcrawler is gonna would would react this way. Uh, that's non-specific to to anyone else. So like, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to give a shout out to that because this that was huge for me is to finally see these characters who I haven't seen like this since like X one and two this defined mm-hmm. uh, on who they are and 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 what they are as characters. Right, and that was really refreshing. I would say that to me is how I feel about most of the Brian Singer direction. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> as much as like X Men First Class by Matthew Vaughn is like such a far cry from the comic books. Like the one thing I really loved was the fucking James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence trio because it was like these are all defined. And all characters. the other kids too, like yeah. Havoc and stuff. I don't like how Darwin died, but that's stupid. No. But anyways, um, yeah, was next dumb. part. Favorite yeah. characters. Favorite characters. Yeah. Um, I will just start say Magneto. It's really easy for me. Yeah. Just. Because he was my favorite part. I mean, just every time he's on screen, I'm like, same for Tom. This dude. Yeah. This fucking, this guy fucks. Magneto, <laughs> Magneto's so good. Like, and the thing is, like, I don't, other than Apocalypse, I don't, I think he's been my favorite character of all of them. Yeah. Like, because I will say one thing in terms of costuming was really weird. Because, like, in the first one, he has the slick back hair. His After costume that, in this gone. one was dope. I mean, I like the black helmet. I didn't like the all black. It was like, it's a little too good. Like, oh, I just thought it was so cool when they're like, <laughs> they're fucking walking and he's got this like cloak, cloak kind of thing. A duster. Mm-hmm. A duster. I was like, yeah. AKA everyone, Josh wants one. Josh wants a duster. <clears throat> yeah. I don't That's what he know. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you want to wear <laughs> and one? And a Magneto helmet. Yeah. And a um, Magneto helmet. But no, I, I really like and him sweats. there. No. And- like, especially, like, again, his performance of when he's trying to hold back the helicopter, which, by the way, is a real hel- helicopter, yeah. apparently. Um, uh, he's like a full body performance. He wasn't actually controlling the helicopter. No. Through his but helicopter. it was a real helicopter. <laughs> there was a pilot. It's strong enough. You never know. I mean, he is. Through the power of what his acting. What is my motivation? Michael Fassbender was able to connect with metal <laughs> and control it through his acting alone. So method. Continue. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, it's, it's Michael Fassbender, and at the very end, one game for old time's sake. I was like, that's great. McAvoy in the beginning, too, was really great. It's just yeah. that charming Charles who can talk to kids and make yeah. anyone feel welcome. Uh, for me, it's Nightcrawler 100%. 100% it's Nightcrawler. Uh, I just like, I've finally, like, since X2, have been I feel waiting. like this is a really good Nightcrawler, yes. He, they, the, shout out to the actor, he was great. The way they wrote it was great. I liked Cody. his look. Uh, you know, he's like this tall, lanky dude, which Nightcrawler to me has always been this like super long neck, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it worked really well, and just seeing him go into like rage demon mode and break a guy's neck with his tail was like, I rem- in the theater I was like, yeah, just really excited <laughs> about it. So. I want to do an honorable mention, <laughs> or is he like a side character? I don't know. <clears throat> no, he's a main okay. character. Okay. I, uh, I want to do an uh, honorable team. mention to Cyclops. Yeah, because he felt to me, I was like, this is the most Cyclops I've gotten. Like, I didn't like him in Apocalypse. Yeah. But this was good. This was great. Because he was like, no, I need her. When he was talking to Storm, I was like, yes. Because Cyclops is supposed to like 
not believe in Xavier later on. Yeah. And is supposed to grow into his own person and become the leader of the X-Men. And so I'm like, yes, like, let me give me that Cyclops. But I was like, yeah. this is the last one. Yeah, because I, I like wasn't a, like I don't think it had anything to do with the actor in, in Apocalypse, but the writing who's well, just so whiny. Even and like, even James Marsden's character in the Brian it was Singer ones in a step in the right direction. To me, that, I think Apocalypse is a step back for the well, character. Yeah, I would say well, Cyclops and Apocalypse is a fucking side character. Yeah, uh, James Marsden is just Boy Scout, but he still doesn't make any decisions. No, and I don't like that. But like this was like. Yeah, fucking you take control, Cyclops. Mm -hmm. You go after that. And you mm -hmm. say that one F-bomb that they're allotted. Yep. <laughs> that one. That one uh, F-bomb. So yeah, Night Nightcrawler for me. With, with Honorable mention to, to Xavier. <laughs> yeah. I just love James McAvoy's Xavier, and I loved Patrick Stewart. And yeah. I think they connected the two really well. I think he made it his own while still uh, paying homage to, to Patrick's performance as well. Yeah. Hmm. Kaylin? Phoenix. Whippy stabby dready man. No, <laughs> he wasn't my favorite. I actually really liked can't remember her name. Sophie Turner. Mm -mm. Jean Grey. Vuk. Storm. The blonde alien woman. Vuk. Yeah. Vuk. Vuk. Jessica, my wife. Jessica Your wife. You've met her. Ah, uh, your wife. Last Christmas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't uh, celebrate Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. She she did a good it's job awesome. of being like creepy alien woman. Which was well, her I mean, job, if you so take your eyebrows it. off anyone, they look really creepy. <laughs> Remember when I had no eyebrows? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because huh. before she went out, like regular her had eyebrows. And then when Barely. she came back, as, there's nothing. It's just huh. like. Or they're super light. Yeah. They're, they were super light. They did it very, very intentionally. They, yeah. That was, uh, it was but supposed to I think she her. also transitioned very well from being, I think she was originally Margaret or whatever in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever, the, the whatever her actual human name was. And then like. I felt like they were like similar but very different at the oh, same yeah. time. She oh, yeah. she did a very good switch. I was you could say there was two beings hosting over two women in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, your turn. Hey. <laughs> Save us. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Raven only because she was the it was I was pleasantly surprised that I actually liked the character. It was able to she was able to turn you around. Yeah. On the character. Because you didn't her. like her the other ones. Correct. Yeah. And I did like That's a big feat. I've always thought McAvoy and Fassbender were always the same race. Right. So that that's like my It's default like when answer. we talked about uh Ian McShane in John Wick. You're like right. you always forget to name his your favorite because you're like, of course he's great. Yeah. Yeah. But like of course the it's two like of them are great. Yeah. yeah. But for so, her it was a just for that shift point. for you. Got mm -hmm. it. Cool. Awesome. So that now, brings us to Qualms. Quim Quams. Quimmies. Gripes. Oof. Qualms. As some people call it across Plenty the of gripes. Qualms. Qualms women. Also, shout out to that line. Should be called the X women because women are always seeing the men. I'll like, start it off. That's kind of cool. It just reminded me of the X uh, MIB International. Oh, oh. I think I, I want to start this off because I think I figured out what like cascades into my other qualms and why I have them. The systemic. It's it's yeah. So and I think it might feed into why we all might have a problem with a few other things. Dark Phoenix is a huge plotline with a lot of weight, right? Because it's this it's this time where your favorite characters. Shit gets fucked up. Shit gets turned like it's the Infinity War of X Men. Like shit gets fucked up. Yeah. Um. So having only spent forty five minutes with these characters in the previous film, it's hard to have that weight of what's happening. Like I don't know this Jean Grey, so I didn't care enough mm -hmm. when it happens twenty minutes into the film that she gets hit with this thing. Like yes, yeah. it's sad. But there's no weight to it. There was a little more weight for the, the turn in like X2 when she died. Yeah. And like uh, X3 when she died. Well, like, she's a romantic interest in the first film with Wolverine. Major right. In most of the film. And she's but, in most of the film. Major player in the film. And the only yeah. thing they gave you in this was like 10 minutes between Cyclops. Was like, just come back to me. Yeah. So 
so for me, a lot of the the weight isn't there. So like with Infinity War, we had 10 years with Robert Downey Jr. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 22 films. Exactly. This we've had a lot of time, but we've had one film with Sophie Turner as Jean Grey in, in comparison. Mm-hmm. So that weight for me, for the turn, I'm like, maybe this is just how she is. I don't know yet because most of the film was focused on Apocalypse uh, and Brian Singer can't write women. So, uh, <laughs> you know... While this was written better and her character was like fleshed out and like I understood at a fundamental level who she should be before it happened, I didn't get to see it. Yeah. So for me, I think that stems into a lot of my other issues. I think that issues. for me, it was uh, for that, it wasn't uh, like it, it appeared, but for me, there was no build to it. There was can, no transition. Yeah, right. Like, that's I, what I'm trying to say. Can I add to that? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think this is kind of like a systemic thing with the X-Men series. I think after Last Stand, when they realized they're in the superhero business, the tough thing with X-Men First Class, and I think Michael Matthew Vaughn talked about it, where he had an idea. He had a three-movie idea, and Days of Future Past was supposed to be the third film. Oh, the second yeah, yeah, film yeah. was only supposed to be like, here's a new X-Men class. Sophie Turner, like Jean Grey, young, young Wolverine, all that shit. He had a plan. I don't think it would have worked that well because I don't like his plans for Man of Steel either. But um, he had a plan because he wanted his characters to grow. Mm-hmm. And the thing with these films, I think, in inherently is an issue is that each film almost doesn't feel connected to the last one. Mm. The only thing that's really connected is the cast. Yeah. But yeah. the thing that's like kind of like with any other franchise film, Lethal Weapon, Rush Hour, I'm not even going to compare it to the MCU because I think the MCU had the plan a long time ago and everything is a stepping stone for the MCU. But with this, there's no universe to build. There's just the X-Men named you got to build. And so with each one, you don't feel like there's an incremental growth between all the characters. Mm-hmm. There's things that have changed and they're going through decades, which is tough to That's, do. So yeah. to me, the whole opening sequence with Jean Grey, I think should have happened in Apocalypse. Yeah. Or should have happened in Days of Future Well, they past. set up, I mean, that I mean that opens up a pretty big uh, issue with the plot, which is like at the end of Apocalypse, she taps she into the, in Phoenix the Phoenix Force. Yeah. And then it's, that, I'm not gonna, goes away. To me, I'm not going to call that out because that's a logic gap, not a, not a right thing. It was never thing. explained, yeah. Okay. Because to but me, that's. I, a, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I was getting at. Is that we we haven't had the time to grow with these characters. That, yeah. Whether it be you know just a, the amount of films we got or the writing, neither of them have helped us understand the characters anymore. I think the only one I understand more about is Quicksilver, and he's only in this for four minutes. Right. And that's because we got the few lines in Apocalypse with the whole dad thing that never came never to came fruition to be or do yeah. anything um, with, which I just realized. Yeah. That's dumb. Um, I think. Yeah. I think it's and like he wasn't even in the end of the film. No, he was. Been, he said, "Slow down, safety first. Uh, yeah, there's some plenty. Dad of, is all he had to say. Of those, <laughs> just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> He's talking to Magneto. He, yeah. Slow down, Dad. Oh, uh, <laughs> first uh, reveal ever. <laughs> there's been plenty of movies. I think for these characters, it's just nothing's happened to the characters in them. So I, I'm not, I never feel like there's any kind of character growth, and it like jumping the decades. First off, aging much, and then second off, changing the timelines. Like nothing, ha- like it doesn't move the character, so you don't feel like you've spent three decades with them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Which so is like, wait, this is nineteen ninety two. Yeah, so I don't understand how the aging works. Patrick Stewart. We had the Cuban Missile no, they, Crisis. They, they showed that stuff already. <laughs> Cuban Missile Crisis <laughs> to the Endeavor launch. No one ages. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I am not. I'm not one of those people that just hates these new X-Men. And I'm not saying hate. I mean, there are some people that absolutely don't just hate, hate it. For yeah. no, no, but yeah. what I'm saying Easy is there, like, bub. Uh, they, thank you for calling me bub. Yeah. Um, they, it's kind of a, they're enjoyable. They're entertaining. 
Do they have lots of weird logic things? Yes. But the thing that I don't like about them mainly, mainly, mm -hmm. is that if they're a continuation, their timelines are all sorts of... Oh, yeah. I, I will forgive those for yeah. me. Logic is kind of one of those things that I'm kind of like, I'm not going to... This is people flying. Yeah. People who are transcending space and time. Yeah. But like for me, it's the kind of like, it's more in line of character. Mm -hmm. And because like the first film is about the three. The next film is about Wolverine. The yeah. next film after that, it's about James McAvoy and Magneto again. Yeah. And then so no so throughout the entire thing there hasn't been anything about the actual X-Men. But there's yeah. something to building a a fan base and building a community around films that people can get together and celebrate. And when you no, strip out continuity like I go, that, I'm going to throw that out of the window because that's where CinemaSins comes in. Because yeah. it's kind of like if you're going to start jumping out like small logic gaps, every movie has them and then all of them fall apart. Mm -hmm. because then it's like if those are the things that are holding your film up then logic's holding your films together and yeah. if that's the case then a lot of your films fall apart yeah so the logic for me just goes out the window but it's more about like how what story you're trying I mean, to, to a me. degree yeah but i mean yeah it's like bruce wayne traveling to gotham city yeah like those kind of things like my film's not going to be falling apart because i have I, I lose my logic it's going to be because the wait wasn't your qualm in aladdin that he got back to agrabah no, it was that they didn't it. show it. They didn't show the tension between the two. Oh, it's kind of okay. How gotcha. they draw the tension? It's like that was your chance. It wasn't like it was. How like, did you get there? Because <laughs> it happens in the cartoon. Yeah, but yeah. I was like this is a film. It's like you have the chance to dramatize it. Yeah, yeah. And so I see what you're saying. with things like that, it's like again, you could write it where things could be dramatized, but things just like just play on paper. Yeah. Versus like, did we get the uh, the serial number to the the part for this machine right? It's like those kind of things. Like I'm not. That's get, not what I'm referring to. But yeah, but okay. I'm saying like with those things, it's like those are minutia things versus. Like I think there's a there's a degree to it for yeah. sure. For me personally, they're a lot more egregious than than, than what you said. Yeah. Good but word. Egregious. egregious. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> any any other qualms? I got a few more, but I'm I got I got around. a bunch. <laughs> Go for it, Ellie. Um, okay, so my first uh, major one was was uh, Raven's death. Mm -hmm. um, that was probably the moment in the film that reminded me that I don't like these movies. Mm. And it was because of how they handled it. Um, for three of the other X-Men to stay a hundred feet away from Raven when she's dying yeah. was terrible to me. Uh, James McAvoy sitting in his chair point. all the way across the thing. She's dying. Maybe come up to her side, you know, be with her. In last Be with yeah. her. Say something. You're I love brother, you. And yeah. then foster brother. Like brother. And then Redundant. and then for be, like that to me that scene was just like atrocious. Yeah. Like I remember worst I've seen. Hard to watch. Um, because for how they handled it, and then for James McAvoy in the next scene to just be kind of like writing it off, and he's drinking and stuff, and, and I know he's grieving in his own way, blah blah blah, and Hank's really the only one torn up about it, and then just and they pretty much like move on from that, and. And I and I like Hank. I like this character a lot. I like the actor a lot. That was like shout out to him because that was another redeeming, I guess, arc in that for me. Was some of what Hank did. Um, just I mean, I just liked having yeah. like yeah. having an emotional response. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> like, him thank you for how, acting. Him feeling how the that audience scene should be was feeling. great. That was great. Yeah, I liked that. Um, scene. I did, I don't like yeah, the that, direction that they went with Beast. Me neither. That's fine. Yeah, but. but that scene was was bad for me. Beast, if all Raven. things should oh, be. Oh, the Raven death scene? Raven yeah, death Beast scene. is supposed to be, for me, it was, and this is nothing against Nicholas Holt, because I think it's he just, acted it's the it phenomenally. Of, it's the writing of uh, yeah, it's Beast is writing. supposed to be the calm, collected one, logical, thinks everything through. He's almost like the tin man, in a sense. If he's just like, I'm going to just 
get all this stuff done. Like that that that's how he should be. He's like, the, he's the logic. He doesn't get upset about things. Like there's the one line that I, I think you know. For as many bad things that Last Stand is, Kelsey Grammer says the line. He's like, thing that's rather savage or savagery or whatever. He yeah. abhors like what Logan does. Like, yeah. that's true. He looks like a beast, but he's more human than most. Yeah, that's I, his whole thing. And Nicholas Holt has played like a romantic character too, Mystique, in that way, which I'm like, cool. This is their run about it and all that stuff. I just, in it, quote unquote, on paper, makes sense for him to be go to the dark side. to be like, we got to kill this bitch. And it's like, but he's kind of like, you're going against your friends and you're like more dead set on like, I'm going to hurt my friends in order to kill this person. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that didn't fall for me. Yeah. Where like, Especially the way his character was I agree with that. Hard. And I would say it for felt me, like it's strange. There, there's baggage because yeah. in, in the Infinity Gauntlet story, Xavier has the Mind Stone. And then when he dies, he gives it to Beast. And it's like, Beast is supposed to be the, one of the protectors of the most powerful things in the universe. Yeah. And it's like, you kill my girlfriend, I'm going to yeah, the same. And she didn't even like return the love. Mm-hmm. She didn't. Yeah. She, and you're like, she. so now we get the ex-boyfriend, man. Yeah. <laughs> we make a new team. So like, yeah, so that, it really, it really bothered me. Like, I mean, it gets, it gets their run, right? It's their mm-hmm. run. But it's, it's exactly what I was talking about earlier with like the way they wrote Nightcrawler correctly. I think they went the opposite direction with Beast. And that's well. I think I think that you, you you stray from the this? source material when you feel like you have something greater to contribute. You're like, oh, I have a better idea, and then when, like right. twelve people around you so are, t- agree with you, then great. Yeah, that's what you change. It, it felt weird for me to see him attacking Nightcrawler in yeah. the storm. So when it's not in like a than very real, material. I'm going to kill you kind of way. You know, you know, and a weird thing about that thing about logic. This whole movie is destroyed because of Deadpool two. That's true Deadpool too. 2 takes place in current time and they have that scene where they open the door and oh. the entire X-Men team's in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's called Xavier School. But it's also Deadpool, so like... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh. Um, maybe that's my go. address it, actually. Yeah, it's a oh. fourth wall break. Kaylin? Uh, Kaylin Qualms? Qualms? I, my qualm was with... Um, There's a mole. <laughs> There's a mole. Uh, we're going to be fixated on that Jesus. like I was fixated on the mole. Um, I saw a bit yeah. of a green screen in the back. <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair though. Um, yeah. It was when the president disconnected the line oh my God. to the school. The pettiest thing the ever. The moment that was so... something go- went wrong. Well, it's, like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and it's like, I guess that's going to happen. I, it wouldn't happen like yeah, that. Yeah, but I don't think that would have happened so immediately. Like a like phone that. line? They would have met or something. Yeah, they, they, they would have tried to establish some kind of communication. Maybe because not though. Like, I mean, I've met petty people in my life, and they just yeah. I was gonna me. say I've I've known some. This pretty is a petty president people. who's like you've killed, you've now destroyed two communities. It was one outlier mutant. Yeah, that caused that, everything. But it was his mutant. Right. The president needs to distance himself immediately. I, It'd be I, like, okay, it's one I, Twitter like, account and one director, and you get fired from Disney. I get it, but I don't get it because it's like if it was this outlier mutant, and it was one of the more prominent mutants. To be fair, like. Wouldn't the president want to like talk it out and be like, what are, what's going on? At least talk in it 92, out first. Not really. Well, I mean, I, I would say like this. I think to me, it's hard for me to like, like, it's your qualm and you can have it. But I think it's, I get logic by it because of, it's it, it's bad writing to me because he, he just said it. He just said like, we have this really delicate balance and having everyone wear outfits, it's worth all the shit, all the peace. Mm-hmm. Because just years ago, we were seen as monsters. And I'm like, right. So obviously we're gonna see that go to shit. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be like it'd be like if if <clears throat> let's say uh the president had a direct line to us, right? Yeah. The, the nerd on and they're like but 
they, we just went on do. a mission and we're like, oh, we, we saved a bunch of people and they're on. And then Tom goes nuts, kills seven cops in an entire city block. They're going to distance themselves from us. I, we saved four get, engin- space people and I killed 40. Right. And we're already, they're, so they're already, people hate them already. Right. They're a minority. They are, they are the most hated people on the planet Earth at that point. Mm-hmm. So the minute anything goes wrong, where he, they killed humans, not mutants. Not only that, they killed <clears throat> cops, also destroyed a helicopter and killed soldiers. That's I mean, done. You've literally attacked the U.S. at that I, point. I get it, but it's also like a why wouldn't they want to at least try and understand? Because they're terrorists. You know, at that point, you've killed the military. But you know, there's not. It's not a negotiating thing. It's just you don't trying negotiate to un- with terrorists. They're not negotiating. <laughs> well, That's the whole point. Well, I'm just saying they ruined their direct line of communication to be like, what happened? Yeah. Um, well, they so don't, they, I don't think they, they care. They don't care. I I would say like this. They don't. They care. don't. Kind of bring it back to the source material. It's very X Men. And it's like so. It's because like, very X Men. It's very X Men. You're talking about the same time, like the Central Park Five, where five people who were accused of doing something and put in jail for almost life for something they didn't do because no one cared to hear it. Same time. So oh like, it's not surprising to well, me. Well, yeah, I, I would say it's very X Men because again, these are the marginalized people that don't get a second chance. They don't get the lawyers, the best lawyers in the world, to like defend their case, right? And it's like it is the people like that are, you know, falling in the, in the cracks of society. And, like, all the, you know, imagine the different people that, you know, again, have been allegedly committed crimes and all this stuff that people just turn their backs to. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, I think it is the allegory of, like, the majority of America, including the president, doesn't give a shit. Fair. And it's like, look, you got to defend your own stuff and you got to come to us. They're essentially always on thin ice. It may yeah. seem like, yeah, everything's and that, good, I but think, I think that's the think. viewpoint from a minority. Yeah. Mm. From the minority, it's the reason I've always liked the X Men. Yeah, and it's like, they just fight fair. for the underdog. It's like the majority will never see us in favor, and like the the balance between us is so frugal, or fragile. So I think that's tough. But to me, I was like, yeah, it's a really fucking petty thing. Yeah, yeah. super yeah. petty. Yeah, super, super petty. But I mean, to me, it's so like I, uh, I hate it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's why you stopped uh, texting me back. <laughs> <laughs> also, everyone getting tossed off the train. Yeah, that annoyed me so bad why just just the i don't know i guess i wanted any kind of fight back like they were so good they're just like yeah it was just like a little grab swoosh about the aliens like the The health um, club people the genosha people yeah the genosha people yeah yeah where it was just like a little well i thought what was strange during that there was there was a moment like when the army shows up mm-hmm. and one of the people on the train, one of the aliens, the somebody is shooting a machine gun at him and he gets Heels. at first he's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then he just gets obliterated and he's dead with the heavy machine the, gun huh, with a heavy machine gun. But then they're like later on in the scene, like there's somebody that going shooting like another helicopter is shooting at a guy get destroyed from that. But there was one later on that. Didn't didn't and I was like no, okay so. I had a I had a like I didn't know. every there were time times they had a heavy machine gun someone got tore up and that's yeah, what I started to pick the up the regular on. machine guns don't do anything but there was there was fifty Ram- fifty cal baby there was inconsistencies like other things would kill them that shouldn't if a fifty cal is what you need or whatever if an anti aircraft gun is what you need to take them down then they shouldn't die from anything else and I also and then like the the fighting where it was just like a single kick to the stomach and they're like poo out cold woof that was it, a lot. <laughs> But it Oof. was obviously not enough to stop them. Yeah. And, but I mean, then they were out for the rest of the fight. Captain America kicks people in the stomach and they're out for the rest of the fight. But these are and they're super soldiers. Okay. 
I would say but all the super Where's the soldiers. logic? I, I would <laughs> say like super soldiers. Where do you draw the line is all I'm saying. X-Men would fair, defeat fair. the Avengers any day of the week. No, I, think, I think there was, I, I picked up on a lot of weird, I mean, if you don't mind me piggybacking off of your oh, thing, I had a big problem with the aliens. I thought they were just like super tacked on. It <sighs> felt out of nowhere. I, I, it, it, yeah. And they were, it, like you barely saw what they looked like, super dark, and they looked like weird <clears throat> Groot, like I, uh, body snatcher. Yeah. Can I add to that? I normally don't like the whole explanation thing, but I think yeah. that this definitely deserved it. Like, I didn't... Yes. Like, oh, oh, oh. Like that whole, wasn't even my biggest gripe. Well, the whole, like, here's the planet and all this stuff. I'm like, cool, I nice. get your intentions, but I don't know who the fuck you are. And, like, the one line, it's like, we are the Dabari, that's it. Or, like, is that the last of the Dabari Empire? I'm like, that's all you're going to say? And obviously, they're supposed to be, like... <laughs> that, apparently, that's, that's in writing, they were supposed to be scroll or scroll-like. That's what I started to pick but up then, on with the shapeshifting. So, in the comic books, like, it's supposed to be the Shi'ar. The Shi'ar are more like knowledgeable to Phoenix, and they're actually the protectors of the White Hot Room, which is inside this gem, which the Phoenix operates out. It's all fucking weird X Men shit. Um, this room right here, right? Fucking but, weird X Men shit. But like, yeah, and so I'm like, cool aliens. Like, we're getting to it. We're getting to like, no, it's not. No, no it's not. So because the 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 Shi'ar are more bird like in any sense, and not like this weird thing. But I'm like. I either cool. needed them not at all in this film or more time with them. Yeah, because they well, kind of felt like, yeah, attacked. They were on. inconsistent is the thing. is And, like, I don't know if she, if Jessica was, like, a one-off, like, version. The most powerful one or something. The most powerful one. But she was, like, Miss Cave Cheston a lot, right? Yeah. From, like, the first half of the movie. And then she forgets her powers, and then none of the other aliens have powers. So I was like, okay, so they're no threat to the X-Men. Got it. Yeah. And then, and then uh, they like, can they can open up, they can regenerate, they can, like, bend metal grates out of a train but then they die from like a bullet so it was just it was just like weirdly inconsistent what these aliens were capable of doing and what mm. they did and like i didn't understand that so i was never threatened by anything so i was like technically to Corey's point captain america could die by a bullet yeah yeah that's true that's fine but like they didn't show him like they didn't show the inconsistency on, on screen with mm -hmm. captain america oh, yeah, well, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they were. It, just it was really weird. Took me out. I could have done without him at all and still had a. It took time. me. Spend like, more time I with wanted, your characters. More time. Like I was excited for the train fight. Well, until yeah. aliens showed up. I think the main thing well, there would be no fight if no aliens showed up. I don't know. Then, because the thing is, like, you then that's at that. the very end, like again, this is the final. Their their swan song, right? And so it's like you got to have the fucking third. You know, you got to have your Lex Luthor to bring Magneto and fucking Xavier together to work together. So I'm like, yeah. I get it, but I was like. Wow, I don't care about them at all. For me, I was like, I want to see Magneto. Yeah. I want to see him like fucking try to kill her, but find some way to be on the good guy side. Like that's what I cared about. Mm -hmm. I cared about like, yeah, I want to see the team work together. Like the tra train fight was like one of my favorite parts, mainly because like I get to see the, the team work together, mm -hmm. and like that's what I, it's like. I want to see the X Men being X Men. Yeah, I don't want them seeing being this like. I got this one crew and this other crew, and like we're all doing this weird thing, and it's like whatever. Yeah. I, I want to give a sh uh, just a a bit of advice to any filmmakers in the future: stop dusting people. Yeah. Okay, we've I have seen it. Funny to say about I that. Said I said it. I said it. Dusting to me is the worst no example more of dusting ultimate power. We've seen it, and we've seen it done really well. Mm -hmm. So stop it. Stop. No, um, no more dusting. No so more several death being. Uh, an vastless, endless ocean. No more of that either. <laughs> also, those two things are. Re let's retire them for, in, for in ten years. Space. Were you gonna say something different? About vastless, well, endless space. Right, and that's floating. fine. No water. No water. Um, okay, specific. For yeah. me, for everyone that's listening at home who are filmmakers, just like Corey and I and all that shit. Um, I uh, just put into the suggestion jar. 
uh, if you're going to show all, awesome all, almighty power on omnipotence, uh, do Godzilla as atomic step. Bl- red blasting and destroys yeah. everything. Like wind gusting everywhere. Like I think that's better. Or if you yeah. want to show disintegration, I, I've been recently watching My Hero Academia. And mm-hmm. there's a character. I haven't seen too much though. But at one point, he starts to disintegrate someone's elbow. And it looks great. Oh, mm. it starts cracking off. Yeah. I so cannot wait to do, do that, that episode. Um, so anyway, that's that's my so one one qualm funny thing that. that I just I have one last qualm when you're done. Speaking of I dusting, have a qualm too. Uh, on several occasions, I don't know if it was something, I don't know how their VFX, you know, workflow goes, but um, shout out to VFX because I know VFX artists are definitely yeah, underappreciated. Really so hard. this is not this is not your fault by any stretch, but there were several moments where like there was CG rubble and it was like slow mo, and you could see like big chunks of it just like pop out of existence. Oh, and I'm I like, didn't notice that. So just the render engine stopped rendering that thing. Oh, they, no. no, they got Thanos. <laughs> but it's like, it's the dust, right? It's the explosion of the rock and rebel and yeah. rubble and stuff. And, and then like- Rebel the, and rubble. And you're not supposed to see what's happening. It's all crazy on screen. But then Here's like- the thing. You, most people don't notice eyes, that. So they- But my eyes they locked might on not to even like- have noticed it. It locked onto a big chunk. And then like it disappeared. Here's a fun fact it's for like, you. Okay. With that happening in very successful. Do you know that happens in Jurassic Park, the first one? Does it? So the end scene where the uh, Velociraptor jumps and the T-Rex catches it. Oh, he's gone for like a frame, He's right? gone for, for a frame. The, ra- the raptor. The, the render, he just disappears. The, the T-Rex turns and th- just disappears and then comes yeah. back. I mean, clearly oh. nobody noticed it, but it was just something that stood out to me. I was like, yeah. okay, that's strange. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice but that. But it was just a good. small thing. Yeah. It didn't um, qualify as a Josh? I have two. Go for it. Um, so the score is composed by Hans Zimmer and I was really surprised when the, when I saw that name cause I didn't like the music. I didn't even notice it. No, I didn't notice uh, it no, And here's the problem. So <laughs> here's the thing about that. Do you usually like Hans Zimmer? Yeah. I usually yeah. like oh, Hans yeah. Zimmer. Lion King. He's great. Yeah. I mean, I usually right? like Hans no. Zimmer. Um, Here's the thing. I just felt like it was a fucking wall of drones for the whole thing, which makes you not notice it, I think, because I felt like it was always music and it was always like... It wasn't used tactfully. It wasn't used tactfully. And so I was like... So there was almost a point... Those are boys. Your sound mixer boys. There was a part... No, it was... I want to give them a shout out, though, for the rocket taking off. That was the best feeling in the theater. And I don't even think it's a mix thing. I think... And it's... It's more so that the music was there. I just felt like there was always music. There probably was always music. And I I guess... But it didn't do anything. Yeah, it didn't... There were some cool moments in it. I guess I just remember it taking me out of it going, I feel like you never gave me a break. Like, I don't know. It bothered me. Can I add to that? Yeah. I actually was waiting for the Brian Singer theme. Oh, yeah? Because it's actually really close to the original Mm X-Men theme. And it's really good. And oh. it never showed up. Yeah, mm. and I was really sad. Mm. And then I cried. And it's I those cried. it's those kinds of things that make me that made me love the first <clears throat> two. It was like just like I remember the music so much and like waiting for that title sequence. That and that's music. what I'd say with the Hans Zimmer it's music. Little like, things you that could hear up. one significant part of his whatever he does in every movie yeah. it may not be the big. I have thing. a feeling that if let's say I bought the soundtrack and I listened to it myself, I'd be like, oh, this is a great soundtrack. It was the way it that was it was just used. how it was used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it Nothing was against the music itself. Yeah, no. But I was just kind of like, hmm. Um, other the other one? my other qualm is <clears throat> what so going into this movie or in watching this movie Sophie Turner um, I really had to really think about this a lot because mm-hmm. I was like 
what the fuck? I don't think that she's a terrible actress. Because I watched I watched her for like how many years for GOT? Uh, eight years, eight. yeah. And I never once were like, was like, man, she's a terrible actress. I thought she was really good in the Game of Thrones. Yeah. And for this, I was like, why is it that she just seems so bad? And my qualm is part. what they did to her. <laughs> my qualm is to make an actress that isn't a bad actress seem like a bad actress. Mm-hmm. Like, I you mean, remember to, we were talking about, to, like, oh, it's good. It's I'm good. I'm fine. I'm it, good. Oh, yeah. It could be a little bit of both. So, like, actress has to take ownership for that a little too. Actors yeah. need to take ownership for that as for well. Sure. It's I mean, not, yeah. it can't, you can't say, oh, they're a bad actor. It must have been the tech. It must have been the lighting guy. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it, yeah, it, I, it okay, could so be, I it, think uh, that was misinterpreted. I'm not saying, like, shit on the writers. Yeah, it's, I just feel like they're, yes, you are right. There's a marriage because you could take somebody like Michael Fassbender and it's like, he was given shitty writing as well. Yeah. It's the way that you handle those lines. Right. Can be totally different. I guess it's just the way that, I don't know. I think it's characterization. I know what you're saying. I'm just trying to walk a... a No, I know. I'm not... All of the writers, anybody that was involved. And I would say to me, the biggest point that's like paramount is actually supposed to be, I think, the most emotional Mm -hmm. when she's crying in the rain. And I was like, this is such a shitty part of the film because instead you could have had her like going crazy in a warehouse with all her powers like in full power mode Mm. and have the same effect. And, and not then in the there rain. could be like, but just not in the rain. Footloose, but, yeah. Well, the playing. same, <laughs> but the exact same lines. <laughs> but like, you can get a little bit more of her bravado, of yeah. Her yeah. Because she is capable of that. And to that point, you know, everyone at home that was listening, we were joking about it. Like, I was so fucking livid that every single like word that came out of her goddamn mouth ended with "good." How do you feel? Good. How are you doing? Good. You look good. When I do bad things, it feels good. That was in the trailer that never showed up in the goddamn movie. But I was just like really upset. I was like, I, I swear you good, God, Tom? If she says good one more, maybe time. they were like, she's saying good too many times. Take that scene out. Oh my God, it was that's just, probably exactly what it was. <laughs> oh my God, seriously, I was like, I'm, I was gonna laugh. I was like, let's make this a drinking game where drink every time she says good. good. And it was like there was then a lot. Get it was alcohol so much. poisoning. Like, how do you feel before the ship goes? How do you feel after you're dead? Good. And then all of a sudden, like with Cyclops, oh, are you okay? I'm good. Really good. She's a dad. I've been good. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> Shut good. Up. I've been good. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, did you have another one? Uh, uh, are you good? No. Uh, <laughs> character uh, costumes and wardrobe. Oh, and her I did not hair. like her hair. And Where it looks oh like she's I'm going to be. Sitting what was that? Like this I'm gonna be for the last three I'm, hours, so all the oil is concentrated from her hands, oh. and then it just stuck to her head, and the rest of her hair flew out. Was that? I'm gonna quantify this. I'm not gonna try to be petty of like I didn't like her hair and all that shit. I'm one of the yeah, few people I think in the world, yeah, I'm petty that liked the first Fantastic Four with Chris Evans and all them, um, and I completely like got turned off like 50 percent of the second one because like the change of costumes. Mm. Like I hated the fact that like Chris Evans' hair grew out. I hated the fact that the Reed Richards hair was like all messed up. I hated the fact that Victor Von Doom like did was not quaffed up, that his cloak turned black leather. I was like, what happened to the costume <laughs> department? Like, what I'm happened? Petty, Corey. Everything looked so oh, good in the last me. one. Like, it might have been dumb things, but everything looked comic accurate. This I was like, why? Why with the brown cloaky thing? Why? That was the time. Why man. the thing? With it was the, the same time that everyone like that. That time people didn't want to see it. 
Well, to right? me, it was, I think they it was, it was like the X Men being in the black suits. Like now, we all want to see the. They real wanted suits. to be taken serious. Well, to me, is the Fom is literally the Fom K Jensen outfit that she had in Last Dance. I was like, you could have done any other. Oh thing. yeah, hundred percent. I was like, it's just too close the, to Last the Dance. Trench, red trench coat. Yeah, and which then, I was yeah. like, why that one? Like, put her in because it's the same writer. Put her in green. Who wrote that Put one. her in fucking green. That would have been great. Like, Maybe it's his, his own homage like, to his last movie that he wrote. The one thing that I really fucking liked out Not of all of it he wrote, but. was Magneto's helmet and then the fact they had Xavier in a fucking turtleneck for like once. Yes, and it, it looked got, so good. I was like, finally, finally. And it looked good. I'm like, please, just put him in there one time She's for not the squad. Um, no. Uh, so my last qualm is the ending, actually. Oh. Um, that it ended? That I feel like it didn't. Oh well, yeah. There was no finality to anything. Well, I also don't agree with that's that's what the monologue was. Sometimes you break beyond the you evolve. So anyway, a, uh, Space Phoenix. Uh, I, being a fan of Charles Xavier, uh, it felt weird that he abandoned his school. Yeah, mm. I didn't. Uh, it doesn't line up with everything we've seen in the character over the last nineteen years. Because uh, this is the same. You would think there would be some kind of redemption on first character there at the end to um, where like he. Everyone okay blamed back. him for everything. Yeah. No one, because like, some bullshit people blaming him for that stuff because it, I. So you because sure I agreed with what he did about yeah. the dad. Well, because it was okay. So watching that, I was like, I swear to God, like he better not have fucking touched her. Like I would be no. really pissed. What? No, no, no. Because you yeah. don't know what the, you don't know oh, what's going to happen. No. Oh, Xavier. Xavier. I was like, you don't know what these writers, okay? Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. I was like, you better not have fucking touched her. I swear to God, don't fucking destroy this character for me. And then what he did, I was like, oh, that's justified. Yeah. That's justified. Yeah. Because he's trying she, to, in she, a way. He like, hid the fact that her dad literally said, I don't want her. She's a monster. And it, I was but like, that and plus other, him being egotistic is not enough to, to for everybody to write him off. Right. And the thing is like, yeah, it's he's trying to protect her, but it's that overprotection instead of letting her live her life. And that's why she has that final line of like, my emotions make me strong. It's like, yeah, the truth, as harmful as it is, is better for you. Yeah. And so like, it's But like, it's I don't think he was, should have been crucified for it. No, yeah. My whole, after everything he's done for everyone else, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you hid two memories from her? You're a sinner. And You're I'm like, monster. Whoa. Yeah. Jesus. Um, that seriously bothered me. I was like, would everybody just get off his nuts? Yeah. Like, like what is happening? For a second. Um, to that point, I would say like this, like comparatively to Dark Knight Rises, um, there was no point where it sounded like he wanted to give up the school. Right. In Dark mm -hmm. Knight, they had that. He's like, I yeah, don't want to be bad. It felt, when they put up the sign for Jean Grey's school for the gift, I was like, oh, that was nice of Charles to name the school after her. And then Charles is gone. gone. I was like, and I was like, the fuck? why is Charles gone? Bernie Frank This doesn't make important. sense to me. Like, well, it didn't feel like an end. It's like, because we know because it's a continuation and the later movies are later, it's like, obviously he comes back. No, but the but, timeline's like, different. So if he's not there, none of that shit happens. Do you know what I mean? That's the whole point. And of, future uh, past uh, changes past. the timeline. And Deadpool doesn't even have. <sighs> so like, for me, that was bothersome that A, it end, ended on like a, it was like almost Soprano level, like, and then there was a phoenix. By the way, these are the end of our films. I mean, <laughs> I would say like this. I don't like where it landed, but I liked the fact that it ended on the chess fight. I liked that it ended on the chess game because that's their whole thing. But like, but it could have ended. Charles leaving the school Xavier didn't make school. sense to me. Not tying up the timeline, time, uh, the the storyline with Quicksilver and Magneto didn't make sense to me. Like they left so many things. I I get it's their last film, but they it didn't feel like there was an effort to try to finish these things they have planted for us and and showed us as important. Throughout two films, they're like, Magneto's his dad. Magneto's his dad. And then he says it in Apocalypse. Yeah, he's my dad. Also, I'm here for my uh, friend, my also, family. Also, Corey, 
Where's our favorite Asian? Jubilee? Where's Psylocke? Oh, Psylocke was gone. Gone. Where was so. she? I gone. liked her a lot. Um, but I mean, I would say this. Gone. To the, to the point of the finale and Man. ending of it all. But they made it an important thing in Apocalypse. She's like, I'll be I'll back. I'll be back. And then sneaks off. No, you won't. Um, yeah. But I did like that. It's like, a long time ago, you offered me a place at your institute. I would like to do the same. I was like, yes, I want to see that shit, baby. But you won't. Anyway, I had an issue with the ending. And I, I literally <laughs> said out loud when the credits rolled, I went, what? And that was it. So mm-hmm. all that's right. the end of the X-Men. Let's rate it. Rating? So Ali goes last. I go second to last. So it's between the three of you. Uh, Nose goes. Josh. No, Josh. Too bad. Five. Uh, no. Aw. <laughs> three. Two, two. One. Last off. Caitlin? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 3.5. 3.5. Okay. Oh, um, let me write that shit. Repoint. Do you guys not come with numbers Four. ready to go? <laughs> I do. I thought about it, but I was like weighing. I was calculating all the like discussion got in my it, brain and see if it affected it. But no, it's still yeah. You do four. have to bear in mind that sometimes you guys say good things. Thank you. And I go, yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, fair. That's pretty you valid know? point. So yeah. don't. I'm sorry. I just also take note when my number changes. <laughs> oh. Sometimes we can be beyond our favorite. Yeah, yeah. Three. Point three. Um, three. I'm not taking any life lessons from this movie. Three. Yeah. Three. Three. Why? And just you just want to say three. Three. It's it's very to me. I would say like, again. I think Simon Kinberg. I, he wrote this and he directed this. It's giving me more to believe that Brian Singer is kind of again a systemic. Here's thing. the thing. I was talking to Dana about that last night, and she was like, "Why do why do they give people like franchises like that?" And I was like, "Because they think if they can make one good film, they can make twelve. When really sometimes people only have one good film. Well, they want to yeah. milk it. They want to milk right? it because it's like successful. So like Singer had one, X two was okay, and then that should have been it. it. That should yeah. But or to just me, wait for Singer to. Get, I mean, this is obviously like twenty years ago or whatever. Then they should have waited for Brian Singer to become available again, and then did X three. No, no, I think he should have stopped after he, two. I, I think two was was borderline. There were some ideas in it. That I were like I don't like what this. I is told going. like Corey was texting me like when he finished Apocalypse. Oh, he's like blah blah blah. And I was like, because Brian Singer doesn't know how to direct more than one person in a, in yeah. a scene. Like his claim to fame was Usual Suspects. What's the movie? A fucking dialogue. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm willing to put people. money down though that it, that Singer's X three would have been better than um, Ratner's X three. Maybe. I, I mean, he know. did Apocalypse. He did right? Apocalypse from start Gar- to beginning. Apocalypse to me is oh, worse than X three. This is like in a bubble back then. Start yeah, right. To Start to like finish, if wherever. if he because if he went forward, he had ideas yeah, for X three that he yeah. was setting. She's a little paperclip of Microsoft. Um, <laughs> he set up a lot of plot things, and he, that, that's the thing with X two is that it feels a little like obviously it's it's a little kind of wonky, but I think he used it to set up a lot of plot points, which I think he was going to explore. I, I'm interested in to me, I think like Matthew Vaughn had a better direction. His writing style and all that stuff, or like, oh, the, I agree with that. The way all the source material is handled, it's like not super faithful to the comic books, but it's like he gave, he made me like think I should care about characters and that there was a team aspect. Of yeah. It. In all of Brian Singer's work, I only felt Wolverine's the only one that mattered. Yeah. Hmm. And that, like, yeah. cool, these old guys are fighting. That's um, it. Three, I watched it all through I got again recently, like all of them, and I was like. Wow, they put a way big focus on Wolverine. Yeah. Even in the not, X-Men movies. He was the not audience surrogate. a main character in X-Men until those movies came out. Yeah. Uh, 3.2 oh. for me. Yeah, I liked this more than Aladdin. I was more entertained. Uh, wow. I also got, uh, having watched Apocalypse before, 
uh, and seeing how like generic and destroyed those characters were, and then coming into this where like there was some semblance of who they are as like comic book characters and their personalities and stuff coming through. Um, had a lot of uh, moments in it where I was like, you know, finally getting to see Nightcrawler through the portal and stuff like that. Had a lot of those wow moments for me that I was like, I'm glad I get to see this before this franchise ends. Um, so for me, that bumped it up just a little bit. So three point two. If the franchise started at this momentum without the de- the death of all these characters, yeah, it right. would have been great. <laughs> yeah, it would have been great. See, and that's the and that's the issue right there. Is um, am I the last one? I should, I should, yeah, I should never say. Oh, I was going for a, I was going for a natural segue. Uh, so my favorite character is Jean Grey. Yeah, and so for me in this movie, no, in X Men, in, in X Men characters, yeah. Um, Femke, shout out. Oh yeah, she did a for great job. sure. Um, made me love that character even more, which was Don't awesome. Don't make that face, Tom. Let um, him have it. Don't be a dick. You no, know, <laughs> I had my experiences with X One and Two. They were different than yours. Um, I, mine is a one point eight. Okay. Um, I went in again. I went in with my blank slate as per usual, and I was really rooting. Not rooting for it, but I was really hoping that it would be different this time. And I don't know why I expected it, and it immediately. Pretty pretty quickly started to so this show the same signs and I started to get the same feelings as I did watching every one of these other new cast X Men's and yeah that's why you put your little wristband over your head because you knew you were gonna wear the crown <coughs> <laughs> choking on his own words mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm also dying too so uh, there you have it guys wow Ali's the grump of the week one point eight well someday we'll get a crown. Yeah, or yeah. something. We will. We'll get something. Some sort of like a. Well, if you think about it, if you double his score, it's higher than the highest score. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. the way to look at it. Josh, <laughs> why don't you take us out? I feel it's complete. Yes. I <laughs> feel complete. complete. Everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you are new to NerdOn, you can check out our website, nerdon.tv. It has all the information about us there, um, including our two other shows, Trope Time, which is once a month, uh, first Monday of every month. Uh, hosted by our friends Nikki and Izzy. Uh, we also have our show that is also weekly. Goodness. Update. The Nerd On Update. A lot of stuff. We have a lot of stuff that you're we do. There's a lot of things. We have a lot of things. Okay. Maintain. Um, maintain. Maintain. Um, but yeah, you can check out all the stuff on nerdon.tv. Uh, please do check out uh, us on Apple Podcasts. Hit us. Uh, give us a review. Share us with your friends, your family, all that good stuff. It really does actually help. The reviews show Apple that people are listening. It's crazy. The man is watching. Um, yes. <laughs> or the woman. Yeah, yeah or the Josh. woman. The overseer is watching. They're um, watching. Well they done. They are watching. <laughs> uh, the person is watching. Um, but yeah, thank you so Probably much. On that, you know the drill, <laughs> as always. Nerd on! Ending broadcast.